1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 22. Now Eli was very old and heard all that his sons did unto all Israel, how they lay with the women that assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he said unto them, Why do ye such things? For I hear of your evil dealings by all this people. Nay, my sons, for it is no good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. If one man sin against another, the judge shall judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who shall entreat for him? Notwithstanding, they hearken not unto the voice of their father, because the Lord would slay them. And the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for these guys. Lord, I do thank you for this class. I love these guys. I love being a part of this class, Lord. And, and um, God, that you've given us this privilege and this precious opportunity to be in here. God, I pray you would um, just... Uh, help us to remember the messages that we heard and to use those in our lives. But God, I ask that you to put your blessing on this. God, that you would give us your help. I know we're just going to begin it today. But Lord, please help us. God, I need your help. God, I cannot, I don't have the words. I don't have the skill. I don't have the right thoughts, Lord, just to make this work and make it sound good and all that. God, it's not even about that, God. It's about you changing lives. So God, we have to have your power. We have to have you take over. And God, I pray you would do that during this time. I pray you would speak to each heart. God, you know where these guys are. You know what they're needing. And God, I pray you would give them what they need from the preaching of your word today. Please give me the right words and thoughts of spirit. Help us to hear your voice through the preaching. God, open unto us the treasures of your word. Lord, help us to appreciate them, to see them, to appreciate them. Help our lives to reflect the change that you wanted to make in our lives, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Please bless this time. I need it. And bless these guys. Give them what they need. And God, only you can do that. We thank you for your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you guys for standing. Guys, here in 1 Samuel, um, it's a very interesting time in the nation of Israel's history. Just to be blunt about it, guys, it's really not a good time frame that we're dealing with. This time in Israel was characterized by low morals. What I'm talking about with that is things were not looking good. Most people didn't live right. Most people didn't care about the Lord, and even those that say they did, to be honest with you, it wasn't looking too great, all right? It wasn't very impressive. Um, before this time, so we're coming up on Samuel's life here in the beginning of this book, but this is at the time, you guys paying attention? I know we've been in here a while, I know it's warm, but stick with me, all right? Um, before this time, uh, this is known as the time of the judges, and that period went for several hundred years. Previous to this occasion that we're reading, though, the judge that was in, in uh, power, his name was Samson. We talk of, when we talk about Samson, what do we talk about? We talk about he's strong, strongest dude in the Bible. We take off his jawbone, kill all these hundreds and thousands of people. Like, we talk about how he died, right? We also talk about, we talk about his strength, we talk about his sin. We talk about his hair, and we talk about the woman that took him down. That's basically the topics that we cover with Samson, right? Guys, can I remind you, though, uh, something that's usually overlooked about Samson? Guys, he was a judge in Israel. Yeah. What does that mean? That's not talking about he, he sat behind a bench and, and nailed the gavel down and said, you're guilty. That's not the judge that we're talking about. He was a spiritual leader. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Rewind that. He was a spiritual leader. Would you like to have been following a spiritual leader, if you can even call him that, like Samson? No. He was not very spiritual. You know, you read it and you're like, this guy's Christian life is not too impressive. Now, did he do great things? Yes. 
those exploits and those things that God empowered him to do. We get that. But guys, we're just talking about how he lived day in and day out. It's not somebody you want to follow, right? So this is just an indication of Israel is not in a upswing at this time. It's not looking good for them, okay? Judges, at the end of Judges, it talks about there was no king in Israel and every man did that which was right. You guys know the rest of the verse? In his own eyes. They just made it up as they went. And guys, I could go into examples about religiously they did that. It was jacked up, confused, a big mess, okay? But every man did that which is right in his own eyes. So Ethan, he just said, you know what? I'm just going to make up the rules as I go. And I just say, well, I'm just going to make up the rules as I go. Kevin said, I'll just make up the rules as I go. And guys, how is that going to work out? It's going to be slanted. The thing that you're weak in, you're going to be light on. You're going to be, well, I've always struggled with this, but, you know, I don't think God really cares about that. Well, who says? Well, I guess if you're making up the rules, then I guess he doesn't. But that's why we don't measure our Christian lives on what we think, guys. We have to measure it against the Bible. Why am I saying all this? I'm saying this is a time of low morals in Israel's history. Samson, as we know, was not the best Christian. But he's the best of the best in the days of the judges. Yikes. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And then, guys, we get into this time period, and we'll get a lot more into this in a few moments. But the leaders in this day and age, the high priest's name was Eli. Then he had two sons, Hophni and Phinehas were his son's names. Good grief. Eli, I guess, was decent, but he was weak, okay, as far as in his power and as far as his influence. His sons, guys, oh, my goodness, I don't even know how to describe it. They were overboard wicked, like out of control, off the chain, like however you want to describe it. Unbelievable how these guys were disgusting things that they were a part of. All right, we're in chapter 2 of 1 Samuel, right? The preceding verses, which I'll deal with later, guys, that we read, it's filthy, it's wicked, it's nasty, it's disgusting. Verse number 26, though, it changes tone so quickly. Verse 26, and the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. It's like stunning. If you go the previous verses, it's like the progression is this, down, 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 down. Darkness, wickedness, filth, just just debauchery and disgracing of God's name, just over and over and worse and worse. And you just want to shake your head. You almost want to just close it up and say, I don't want to read about that. That's nasty. Let's go to something else. But then you have this verse, guys. It's like it's complete darkness, filth and, and dinginess. And then verse 26, this light shines. And Samuel, the child Samuel grew on and was in favor with both the Lord and also with men. Guys, he was in the midst of surrounding wickedness. Guys, the spiritual people in his day, George talked about, he's glad he can go to people that look out for him to counsel him and thank God for that. Because honestly, most of us uh, wouldn't, wouldn't make it very far without them, right? Can I tell you though, Samuel didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, he had none of that. The, 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 the spirituality of that day was weak. Guys, it was diluted. It wasn't the real thing. So guys, how in the world did this guy make it through all this? He becomes a great prophet, a great priest. He's a shining example in the midst of darkness. How did this happen? Guys, he's in, uh, let's pay attention today. He's in the midst of a suffocating environment. Yeah. You try to live for God, they stamp it up. Right. And guys, it would be something for most of us, for myself included, it would stifle the attempts that we're trying to make for the Lord. Hmm. Man. How did he do this? I like the wording of verse 26. The child Samuel grew on. I like it. You know why it says grow on? 
it's in spite of all that he was in the midst of. Yeah. He just kept growing. He just kept growing. Hey, guys, some of us, you know what we want to do? And I'm not diminishing any of these things. But we want to make excuses. Mm-hmm. We want to say, no, I've had this happen to me. My family isn't the best. I've had this problem. I've had this struggle. Maybe I've messed up in my past, Kevin. I've had this. I don't have the best friends. The world, guys, listen, I get it. Is the world wicked? Yes. Can I tell you, though, it's always been. You say, well, it's getting worse. Well, I would agree with that. But can I tell you, that's no excuse for us not to live for God. It's no excuse. Listen, we do that a lot of times. Man, the stinking world, man, so wicked, so dark, so messed up. Can I tell you, back in Genesis 6, it was messed up so bad that God flooded the whole place and wiped it out. Except one family, Noah's family. So it's always been wicked. But guys, some of us want to just say, you know what? It's just too hard. Therefore, I'm not going to try. Just flip the switch. I just don't care. I just can't make it. There's no way. Guys, can I tell you, Samuel grew on in spite of all the things that are going on around him. In spite of all this filth, in spite of all this evil that was surrounding him. He kept growing on. Guys, my message today is this. Grow on. Grow on in spite of it. Listen, now, let me say this from the jump. If you have the option, you should avoid any wickedness around you. You should stay away from it. We'll get into it later on in the message. I'm not saying that you can play with fire. I'm not saying that you can get all the bad friends around you. You can have all the evil influences and and you're immune to it and it can't touch you and it can't bother you. I am not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying he didn't have any good influences in his life. He didn't have anything that he could really go to and be uh, something that he could count on his life. But you know what Samuel did? He grew on. Hey, guys, will you grow on in the midst of all this stuff around you? He did. He did. And it's amazing. It's amazing how he did. Let's 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 ask this question. How did he grow on and how can I do the same thing now? Like he talked about, most of us, we have mentors. We have leaders. We have people that care for us, pray for us. We have people that try to teach us right and advise us and counsel us. And guys, as he said, be thankful for that. Be thankful for that. Not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. But, you know, there may come a point in your time when those relationships change. Mm. Guys, can I tell you, when you get older, when you get older, uh, some of those relationship dynamics change. We were talking about this a couple weeks ago. You go to college, things will be different. We get that. Mm. We get that. It's not saying we like it or it's it's what we would prefer, but that's just how life is. You grow up, things happen, and things change. But you know what, guys? You can grow on in the midst of whatever you're going through. Kevin, you talked about secular job. Hey, for the most part, all of us is going to have those, you know, and we can't just say, well, Wes, I'm around people that cuss. I guess I will, too. I'm around all these guys that talk filthy and have dirty minds. What can I do? Just throw my hands up and just nothing I can do. No, no, no. That's a weak excuse. Yeah. We need to grow on in the midst of that. So how did he grow on in the midst of wickedness that was surrounding him. Guys, let me say, first of all, and this is obviously all we'll get to today. He had some sacrificial forerunners. What I mean by that, he had some people go before him that sacrificed to even give him the chance to live for God. Okay? Man, what a powerful story. Um, So let me just recap this whole thing. All right? Does anybody know um, Samuel's mom's name? If you don't, sorry, but... Yeah. Hannah. Mm-hmm. Kevin says, good name. Good. <laughs> All right. Some of you guys are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Just have to talk to him. All right. Guys, what the whole background story is, is his mom's name is Hannah. 
and his father is Elkina. Elkina was not just married to Hannah, though. He had another wife, which God never ordained, by the way. Different message for a different day. Yep. And her name was, I think, Paniah, something along those lines. Now, he had these two wives. Paniah had a bunch of children, and Hannah had none. Okay? And that was a grief. Nowadays, if a, a lady doesn't have uh, children, then, yeah, it's not a good thing. But I don't think well, there's that stigma that went with it back in those days. Guys, it was like a disgraceful thing if a woman couldn't have children back in that day. It's almost like, what good are you? Why are you even alive? And yes, we know that's wrong, but that's how it was back in that culture and back in that time. And guys, she was burdened by it. She couldn't have children. Obviously, I'm sure they tried everything. They did everything they could, and it wasn't working. And you know what made it worse? This lady that had kids that was also married to her husband, which is going to cause a lot of problems, was mocking her. Wow. This is all in chapter one. We could go through it. But she was mocking her, provoking her, saying, what's wrong with you? Why doesn't your God show up for you? And all these kind of things. Guys, she had this problem. She begged God. She begged God. In chapter one, she went to the temple. She's praying. She's praying so hard. She, it says she's pouring out her soul before God. She's just laying it all out before God. The high priest, who, like I said, was decent but kind of weak in his influence, he sees her praying over there. No words were coming out of her mouth. She would just crying, emotional, and, and Eli, the high priest, who, like I said, is not the greatest guy, walks by and says, lady, stop being drunk. What's wrong with you? His spiritual discernment level was great guy. Great job, Eli. You know, guys, somebody's really getting a hold of God, and you're like, what's wrong with you? Get up. You know, he's like, oh, oh, sorry. You know, duh. Like, come on, man. No spiritual influence. Like, this is pretty rough. You're trying to get a hold of God. And the high priest, supposed to be the most spiritual man in the in the city, in the country. What are you doing? Are you drunk? Get up. Yes. Yikes. All right. She's pouring out her soul before God. You know what? God came through. Yes. And he gave her a child. And she named that child Samuel. Samuel's name means asked of God. She's saying, I asked God for this and God gave it to me. What an amazing thing. Guys, I could go on and on about Hannah and her walk with God and then Samuel coming along. But guys, can I just remind you, uh, let me hit chapter 1, verse 27. For this child I prayed, she's talking to the Lord. The Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. And then guys, just to cut to the point with this, not only did she have the child named him Samuel, Samuel, she said that, God, if you give me this child, I'll give him back to you. And we think, oh, isn't that nice? You know, she, de she dedicated him to God. God, he's all yours. No, he's mine. You know, that's kind of what we think of when we think of a vow. This lady took it very seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Basically, he was a Nazarite, which was a special commitment unto God. But also, here's what happened. She gave birth to Samuel. She um, took care of him and all that until, I guess, he was an age, uh, you know, a toddler or, or young child where he could, you know, kind of... Uh, get around a little bit. You know what she did? She took him to the tabernacle on that day. There was no temple yet. Takes him to the tabernacle where Eli was, you know, the real spiritual high priest guy. Yeah. Drops him off and says, here, Lord, he's yours. He lives the rest of his life in the tabernacle serving God. She goes back home. You talk about dedicating to God. She was serious about it. She had, he had sacrificial forerunners. Guys, guys, I, I got to finish up here.
But don't forget about those that have gone before you to give, even give you this opportunity. Yeah. Hey guys, you're sitting here on a Sunday morning in December. You're hearing the preached word of God. You have Bibles open. There's no error on this page or any page in the Bible. It's perfect because it was given to us by God. For most of you, if you didn't have a, a way to get to church, one has been provided for you. Yeah. Guys, you have people like George mentioned, and I keep uh, reiterating this, but you have people that pray for you. Yeah. You have people that bring you here. You have people that want to teach you to live right. I mean, you have all these things. And guys, can I just tell you, this, this uh, ministry didn't start in 2023 in December. You guys know a lot of the history, but I love talking about it. That's why I do a lot. Hey, guys, this goes back almost 50 years. People sacrificing. Guys, did we raise money? I know we were raising money, but did we raise money and build this building? No, we didn't. Somebody else did. Yeah. Those that have gone before us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, we don't have to be sitting outside today. Yeah. We don't have to be under some tent. We don't have to be like when I grew up back in my day. All right. <laughs> we don't have to be like back in my day when we we're on buses doing Sunday school classes. Well, that's really fun in the winter. <laughs> You're freezing your tail off. They would have these uh, kerosene heaters. You say, what's that? Basically like a jet engine in the back of the bus. <laughs> and if a kid got close to it, we're like, what happened to Johnny? He's gone. He melted. You know, he's done. All right? I'm exaggerating just a tad. All right? But listen, did we do this? No, somebody else did. But we inherit the blessing. Yeah. Guys, we have people that have stood for Christ for all these years. They've sacrificed for the Lord for all these years. Listen. All this stuff is happening. Here we are now. It's been handed to us. Can I tell you, don't blow it. Yeah. You've been given this opportunity. Listen, if you're not saved, you have the opportunity to get saved today. Not because of us. We have nothing to do with it except telling you. Jesus died on the cross and he hands it to you. Don't blow it. Yeah. Guys, we want you to live for God. You have a life that matters. Mm -hmm. Don't blow these decisions. Hey, guys, can I just remind you, you messing around with a girl is blowing it. Yep. Yeah. You messing around with drugs and drinking and the party scene is blowing it. Yep. Guys, you letting your mind be be, be uh, ravaged with the filth of rap music and the worldly culture and the, and the explicit sexual images. Guys, that's blowing it. I'm not yep. trying to be mean today. I'm just, let's be clear about that's what good. we're talking yeah. about. Hey, guys, you've had some sacrificial forerunners, those that have stuck it out. I want us to have this perspective about this thing, this mindset. Because when she dropped Samuel off at the tabernacle that day and said, God, he's yours. Mm -hmm. Guys, that wasn't the start of the story. A lot had preceded that. Let me jump into a couple of these sub points. I'll get you out of here in a couple of minutes. Guys, he was the answer to a burden. Like I talked about with the background story, this lady was burdened. She was burdened. This was a problem. She begged God for a child. And you know what? Samuel was that child. Mm -hmm. Hey, guys, I don't know the details of her person's life. Uh, in this room, but can I tell you, guys, it's a miracle that we're even alive, that we're even Amen. that we were born, that we're healthy, yeah. guys. You, we have so many blessings that we don't even appreciate. We don't even take time to think about them. Yeah. Hey, guys, can I tell you? For most, probably most, all of your parents, you were the answer to a prayer when you came along. Yeah, yeah. You say this is weird. No. It, now being a father, my perspective changes on things. And I realize it does, it's not just an accident. Yeah. It's not just, oops, here he comes or here she comes. Guys, it's an answer to prayer. You were that one day. And he, you say, well, my family was away from God at the time. Well, okay, but can I tell you your development and your health and those things over the years, that's an answer to prayer too. Yeah. yeah. 
Guys, just the fact that you were conceived, that you came, you had a birth, you're healthy, you developed well. Guys, can I tell you, listen, we have Troy, he's nine months now. Anytime, you know, anytime he's sick, it's a big deal. For us, we're praying God help him, help him to be okay. Thankfully, he's been healthy. God's blessed that, and I pray that God keeps that. But guys, can I tell you, that was you back 15, 16 years ago, or however old you are. Guys, don't forget that. You were the answer to a burden. Your family had a problem. They were pleading to God and God performed and then they praised God as a result of it. Listen, maybe, I don't know, like I said, maybe uh, with my family, we had a, my wife had a hard time or we had a hard time uh, having kids. God blessed us with that. Listen, I don't know if that's the story of your family, but even if you came along and were born healthy, guys, what happens when you got sick back in the day? I'm sure they were praying, crying out to God, saying, God, you got to help us. And God did. You were the answer to a burden. Can I also say you have an absolute belonging? You belong to God. This lady had it right. When she received that child from the Lord, she said, Lord, he's yours. And she meant it. Hey, guys, can I tell you everything we have in our lives? Life, it belongs to God. Amen. Everything, everything. No, dude, I, I worked hard for this. God gave you that ability to do that. Right. No, man, I'm good at this. God gave you that skill, that talent, that ability. Listen, guys, we can go all day exhausting these options, but God gave us everything that we have in our lives. Mm-hmm. You're God's, you belong to him. And guys, I love this. This is just a detail about this lady's life. But we kind of, I don't know about you, I'm describing this to you, and if you read it, you think, man, it kind of feels like she got the short end of the stick, right? Like, you know, she got left out. I mean, God, please give me this child. God gave it to her, and then she basically drops him off at the tabernacle. She's kind of left out in the cold, we think, right? Guys, can I tell you those that have sacrificed, and I'm talking about those that have sacrificed money for these buildings and those that have drove buses over the years and those that have visited and those that have gone through, and guys, we're not here to make ourselves rich at Woodlawn. We're trying to reach people. Yeah, yeah. And guys, we didn't start this, as we're saying. Those have, that have gone before us have set the tone. And we're trying to keep up with that. But guys, those that have sacrificed for God, can I remind you, God takes good care of those people? Yeah. He does. Um, so she drops Samuel off at the tabernacle, leaves him there. Guys, I'm sure that was hard for her to deal with. Man, can't even imagine. It's probably ripping her heart, ripping her heart out as she's walking away from him, right? Mm-hmm. Chapter two, verse number twenty. Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, "The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord." Talking about Samuel, you've loaned him to God. And they went unto their own home. Guys, this is how good God is. All right, we're going to finish here. The Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters, and the child Samuel grew before the Lord. God takes good care of those that sacrifice for him. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, we think of it, man, this poor lady, man, she, oh, she's pleading with God, burdened. Finally, God gives her a child, and then she gives him back to God, which we know is a good thing, yeah. so you don't want like, you know, to express that, but you kind of feel bad in your heart, like, man, this poor lady left out in the cold. God took good care of her, gave her five. The lady... The lady that couldn't have any kids. Yeah. Now she has one, gives him to God. She has five other children, three sons and two daughters. God gives her five children, six if you count Samuel. That's amazing, someone that couldn't have children before. Yeah. Only God can do that. Yeah. And the abundant blessing. Hey, guys, Samuel was the answer to a burden. He had an absolute belonging. He belonged to God and the abundant blessing. God takes care of those that are sacrificial to him. The Bible says no man hath uh, left house or brother or father or sister or mother 
children and wife and lands. And God says, I will not give unto him a hundredfold. Now in this time, Mark 10, 29 and 30. Hey guys, we just opened this up. But how in the world could Samuel grow on in the, in the midst of all this wickedness going on around him? I mean, the nation's going downhill. The people close to him in his life, man, they're, they're just awful, off the deep end, living for the devil. How could he continue to grow? You know what? Ethan, I don't think he ever forgot where he came from. Yeah. I think, I, I don't know how it was communicated, but Dylan, I think somewhere along the line, I think his mom told him these stories. Samuel, I, I, I couldn't have children and it was impossible. We tried everything, but God came through. I think that stuck in his mind. I think he remembered where he came from. Guys, do we? Do we? Do we realize, hey, we're an answer to prayer to our families. We're a, uh, we're a miracle that God has given uh, us life and given us all these blessings. We belong to him. And God takes care of those that are sacrificial for him. Let's bow our heads.